0: Welcome to the Grand Rising Podcast, where emotional sovereignty meets empowerment. Join hosts Katrina and Liz as we embark on a beautiful journey of transmuting emotion to create our world through the lenses of astrology, human design, and divine feminine empowerment. In each episode, we delve into emotional growth even during the most challenging of times by offering insights, tools, and wisdom to help you not only manage but thrive on your emotional journey. Subscribe today for celestial insights, heartfelt conversations, humor, and a cosmic dose of wisdom to elevate your emotional intelligence and transform your world. grand rising and welcome back to the grand rising podcast my name is liz and i'm here with my dear friend katrina and we are here to discuss the energy of february in um, relation to astrology and human design um, and we have uh, kind of shifted the way that the podcast has been going, and we're really liking this new format. So um, instead of doing the weekly transits like we were for uh, many months, we're now doing kind of just a month overview of what, what to expect for the month ahead. Um, and we are talking about the month of February. I also wanted to remind you um, that we are doing a giveaway. Uh, we've been starting to gain some more followers here on Spotify and on Apple Apple Music or iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from and uh, if you make a comment um, you will be entered into the drawing or like it subscribe to the podcast you'll be entered into the drawing to win a free reading from us Uh, we will be doing the reading live on our fourth Uh, episode of the month which is our kind of free flow conversational episode uh so just a reminder for all you guys we want to hear your feedback we would love to hear what you guys want to know and learn about um you know in relation to astrology human design or you know divine, divine feminine empowerment so um all of those topics are um wide and um I think there's a lot to cover, so um, we want to, We want some interaction from you, so so please uh, let us know, and uh, you guys will be entered into the drawing if you leave a comment. Um, Katrina, why don't you get us started with the energy of February? Yeah,
1: so I'm super excited, uh, first of all, about the giveaway and all of that, so um, we definitely want your feedback and your opinion on what you've heard so far and what you'd want to hear in the future. Um, I'm excited to see the topics of conversation, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how all of this flavors our candid conversation later. Uh, There's some things aligning this month for sure. Um, I want to remind you that we are in a collective year eight, so you are being asked overall to become the main character in your own life,
2: Mm. Um,
1: however that's looking for you. So we spoke a lot about stoicism and emotional control last month, and that's the only way you can really show up authentically. And it doesn't matter you know, what image you present to other people because the universe is going to know the truth. You know, whatever vibration you emit from within is what you're going to manifest without. And, like, I don't know about you, but January has been very enlightening for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe so for you as well through our conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so weird to see the mirror in my astrology. So at my first Saturn opposition, my mother chose a man and abandoned me. And at this one, my daughter is potentially going to choose a man over us as well. She's been (laughs) distancing herself from me. Um, and she says that it's because I've hardened my heart to her, but I have not. And I, and I want to share this story for other people that may face, you know, something similar. Um, I just don't tolerate disrespect anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? And so she says that since I'm responsible for some of her trauma, that I have to tolerate the ways that, you know, she reacts and responds to things. And I don't have basically the right to not tolerate it. Um, which is, is kind of not
0: okay with me, <laughs> obviously. I don't blame you. Um,
1: So, you know, I told her it doesn't work that way. You know, I told her that I cannot parent her out of guilt and shame. I have this, like, long background, as you know, of anxious attachment. Mm -hmm. And so never stronger was I anxiously attached to anyone than my kids. I mean, I changed, you know, my whole life because I feared their abandonment and was trying to prevent that. And here I am at the end of that learning, guess what? I never had control. Right. (laughs) You can't. So I think this is very fitting for February because it's Pisces season. As we enter Pisces season, it is going to be about surrender.
0: Yeah. You know, and boundaries. <laughs> and boundaries. Yeah. I mean, you um, can't dis- you can't set boundaries without disappointing some people. So, that's yeah, just the way absolutely. it goes.
1: Absolutely, you know, but I you know, I imagined I would have this control. So, these are I think are for me personally, are just some deep lessons as Pluto entered my 7th house yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> again, you know. Um, so it's forcing me to be accountable without self-judgment and shame, which is I think really difficult, but that's part of emotional intelligence, uh, which is what we talk a lot about. Um, and so I've taught her since then, of course, by example, that self-respect is actually the way you change your life. And if I tolerate disrespect from her, then I'm not walking in integrity or alignment. What I say and what I do are different. And she's never going to respect that. Yeah. Right. That's just how it is. And so it's a bit of powerful uh, month um, and a collective um, or excuse me, a personal month eight for me as well as a collective year eight. Nice. So very much uh, stepping in my power. Um, and just stepping past imposter syndrome embracing my right to be seen, heard, and valued. So that is my story.
0: That's awesome. Um, January has been a great month for me. Um, I had, you know, Capricorn, it was Capricorn season and moving, you know, into Aquarius, but you know, mostly Capricorn there at the beginning. Capricorn is my 10th house of public image, um, I have had and I've done a ton of business, Uh, I closed on a rental property, um, starting a new business that I've been working on since November, but now it's going to be official here um which is a transaction coordination business. so um, I feel like I you know we've hit a really good stride with the podcast and are starting to see our numbers increase there as well so lots of things around my public image there um, and so yeah it's just lots of changes Um in in what will be my legacy so definitely feeling that eight-year energy um you know i have had a few personal struggles uh with my family obviously opposite uh capricorn is cancer um and so but even you know with that things are looking up you know as we move into february uh but overall i'm just very happy with the way that 2024 started i've been able to take some time to rest i you know i really like to be intentional about doing that um especially when it's like negative 30 or whatever the hell it's (laughs) It's been lately <laughs> it has been it has been like I have not even wanted to leave my house it's at all so um it is definitely um hibernation time um but you know I feel like also we've had a lot of planets that have, that are going or have gone or are going direct um and it's going to just continue to propel us forward so so we'll start with February 1st. What's going on February 1st?
1: So we enter the month with Jupiter and Saturn super close to a sextile. Saturn is at six degrees of Pisces, which is the sign that exalts Venus. And part of the Pisces, uh, that Venus actually rules down to the details if we look at the bounds. Mm-hmm. And so this has been really, we've said it before, about us understanding that our material world can only reflect what our ethereal world believes, what our inner world concocts, you know. And so it's about creating some inner discipline um, that you need to align with the life of your dreams and then taking small practical steps to achieve it. Jupiter's going to be at seven Taurus, and this is really speaking about us learning how to use our higher wisdom and philosophy to create a more uh, safe and stable environment, one with security and even some luxury. Like, I think some of us are, like afraid of luxury in some way not Um, me but (laughs) (laughs) have leo north yeah you're right um Mm -hmm. but the way that we we do that of course is to spend time cultivating the higher wisdom within and then you discipline yourself to align energetically with your destiny um and that's how you see it manifest you know in your reality Mm -hmm. Um, now later in the year jupiter and saturn are going to square one another once jupiter moves to gemini and so there's going to be a tension again between do I hustle? Do I flow? Is, you know, in my opinion, there. But, you know, are you willing to expand energetically or will you continue to waste your own time hustling for whatever arrives?
0: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense so you know we're talking about expanding our spiritual discipline and you know the environment kind of being primed for that um, and it's such a great way to start february um, in our episode about the calendar we talked about february being a cleansing and so that's very perfect for this sextile. style um, you know by this time we've already begun to feel the collective effects of the pluto and aquarius uh, which is extremely fast moving um, saturn is also going to be a major theme as Saturn. Rules rules aquarius in traditional astrology and now we move um you know to saturn and pisces uh, where they he's been hanging out um and will be until i think may of 2025 um after that it will dip back into aquarius i guess for a short period before it moves forward um through february of 2026 where it comes out of aquarius on your birthday that year (laughs) and enters into aries Uh, So Saturn is in gate 37. Uh, Gate 37 is also known as the family or the gate of friendship. Uh, This gate is part of the channel of community linking the solar plexus to the heart center. Uh, It's about tribal support and it's the center for communal values and norms. Um, So, you know, when Saturn is in gate 37, it, it could be life lessons around family, friendship, and community. Um, it's all about kind of the resources that you provide, to for your family. Uh, so you might, f- you know, be learning how to balance, um, you know, your personal freedom with your responsibility um, toward others.
1: I would say just as a little insert here, that makes sense for me because Saturn's in my eighth house of joint resources and yeah. what resources I provide and receive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Um, and so Jupiter here is going to be in gate 27, which is the gate of nourishment or caring. Um, and so this is a very kind of nice, I feel like, energy um, in this sextile. It's, it's providing physical, mental, and spiritual nourish- nourishment. Um, and so that, you know, sextiling the, the gate of friendship Um, which is all about the tribal support and communal values, Um, there's very much a nurturing and caring um, energy that's like blending with community and friendship. So um, it would be a great time for community service. Um, I know we're doing a um, a charitable benefit actually right charitable. around this time, yeah. so yeah. that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, adding some structure to your caring and nurturing regimen, um, you know, by by channeling that into community service is really going to be great. Um, you know, community service and charity and humanitarian efforts are really just at the focus and the forefront um, this whole year, as well as, you know, going forward. So um, what a great kickoff to, to February.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, Aquarius, we talked about Pluto and Aquarius being about the egalitarian society. Mm-hmm. And then Pisces is all about, you know, oneness and fairness and empathy. And so mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how the year plays out yeah me too um, but february 5th is the next date i want to talk about we have mercury moving to aquarius and conjoining pluto at zero degrees and of course this is where the saturn jupiter conjunction was in 2020 and now everything's hitting that, mm-hmm. that same degree so these saturn jupiter themes are are pretty prevalent this month but um, we've spoken in previous episodes what to expect with pluto and aquarius obviously and we're going to see themes exposed regarding society and capricorn it was really about the structures that govern society but in Aquarius, we talked about how it's like society itself. Yeah. Um, so Pluto here is basically showing us where we need to be more egalitarian, like I said. And Mercury moving into conjunction with Pluto seems to be us wanting to talk about these things. You know, maybe a more humanitarian conversation starts happen, happening around you collectively, individually. Um, and our thoughts and communication could also be on AI. Um, there may be some new release of technology that we haven't had before that's pretty mystical. Mm. Pisces is mystical. Yeah. Um, and so perhaps we're exposed to something um as well, more about the alien hearings or abductions or UFOs or something of that nature. But we're about uh it's about transforming the way we talk about the edges of society because they're becoming more of a focus. Um, you know, it's it's time to heal rather than judge and embrace rather than shun. And so we're starting to be exposed to parts of ourselves. That are all talk and no action, as well, here in my opinion. Um, the bits and pieces where we still compare and compete and we struggle to understand that it actually takes cooperation to create the village and that it does take a village. Um, so, co- collectively, things can be scary, right? The future's super uncertain, but you're not here to save them.
0: Right? You're here um, to save yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you just need to take control of your part in it, and the more accountable we each become for our own regulation. The more collaboration we can accept and take part in and then the collective automatically benefits as individuals grow and evolve
0: mm, i love that um so mercury is going to be moving into gate 60 which is the gate of limitation um, so we kind of have to understand how our communication skills may be limiting us or where are the limits of communication and how to change those Um, i talk about you know healing our mercury this is learning to communicate from a place of empowerment and not one of reaction or like a nervous system response Um, i think this transit will also bring to light some of the limitations of ai Uh, for example with astrology like ai cannot like do any like future focused stuff so i can't say you know tell me about a transit that's not that hasn't happened yet like ai can't it can only go by what it, it has already knows in the past i mean i we could move to a point where it can but um it it, it anything that's like speculative ai cannot um do so obviously you know ai has made a huge splash uh it basically came out like when he, pluto ingressed into aquarius for that short time in 2023 at least with chat gpt
1: oh, yeah, it exploded. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and uh, um you know of course with anything new you have people on all sides um of the argument you know some people think ai will destroy like creative ventures making people more lazy um but people also thought that way about the computer <laughs> anything that's new, people have those opinions on yeah know?
1: I think in, in truth, you know, it is a love-hate relationship I have with technology
0: sometimes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, me too, you know. for sure. Uh, but, you know, AI definitely is the future and it is useful across business, you know, as a way to automate. And a lot of time that people would spend doing, you know, things that they didn't necessarily like to do in their business, um, it's going to save them a lot of time, like, you know, writing marketing emails and just different things that, you know, people who... Maybe they're really creative and they want to, you know, have a message to share, but it doesn't necessarily entail doing some of the more administrative tasks that they need to do. Um, It'll kind of, I think, save a lot of people time so that they can focus on their zone of genius. And so, um, you know, no matter how you feel about AI... In this age of Aquarius, uh, it is definitely here to stay. And as Aquarians love to say, they don't care about your feelings. So. <laughs> um, so definitely, you know, it's important, I think, to learn to use it as a tool or else you will get left behind, just like with anything else. Um, you know, people that didn't learn how to use computers are basically unemployable in a lot of ways. They are. <laughs> they absolutely
1: are. There's so. a quote, I think it's by Zig Ziglar, um, Let Go or Be Dragged. Yeah. That's kind of this energy. Yeah. So we're, and not only that, but we've talked in the past about how we're ending the age of Pisces. We're at the end of that age. As yes. well. So there's even more transformation
0: and technology to come. Mhm. We know, haven't even scratched the surface of it. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm, you know, I'm a pioneering early adopter type. Well, you guys type. Are,
1: you and Isaac send it for a course. Yeah, yeah. we're
0: d- we're going to take a course in AI and learn about all of the different um AI systems that are out there because of course whenever there's anything new that comes uh about there's you know, tons and tons of companies trying to, to create. So even just this course will help us kind of navigate through who's doing it well and what, you know, to kind of hone in on um, some companies that are, that are really doing the AI well that we could help, you know, help us leverage it in our business. Absolutely.
1: So. And, and who doesn't want to save themselves time with
0: this yes. small,
1: you know, detailed tasks that none of us really want. No kidding. To
0: like you said that your, AI. your um, cousin took two hours to make that flyer AI. I could have done that and you know right. on one minute. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, but, she,
1: but in, in, in in her defense, she really needed that
2: practice.
0: Yeah, back
1: in the swing of things, you know. But um, but yeah, it's AI is de- it's definitely here to stay. So no matter what you think of it, you might want to learn how to use it. A yep. Little bit. And then John and I even talked about we sat down yesterday and using the ruling planet of each day to figure out what we should do those days. Mm. And there's a couple days a week where. Um, it w- It looks like it would be really beneficial for him and I to watch a documentary or take a course of some sort, you know, so we, we kind of had a good conversation about that yesterday. Um, so le- I like that learning all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's there's stuff, there's all kinds of things to learn. And, and if you hone it into the energy, we're in right now, even better. Mm-hmm. So, but February 7th, We have Venus at 19 Capricorn, and she's going to trine Uranus at 19 Taurus, and this speaks to what I believe is an ease and whatever truth is being revealed or surprises at hand. I think this is, I mean, a trine is a beautiful aspect, so I can see it being some kind of a a relationship you're in, a surprise in you somehow, um, and we're talking about Earth signs, so material, Mm -hmm. you know, material surprises. And it can speak to an unexpected boost that benefits your safety and security in some way. Money you didn't see coming in. Venus also represents money.
2: I'll uh, take that.
0: Yeah,
1: so exactly. So I think that'll be a good thing. And then we also have that uh, February 8th, which is the next day, um, the sun is going to square Uranus. So a trine from Venus and then a square from the sun. And so we go from this like lovely feeling to perhaps dealing with um, what I believe could just be some imposter syndrome. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, you know, the sun is our identity, mm-hmm. and so Uranus is liberating. So whatever tension is there is trying to liberate you from something you believe about your identity, maybe. Hmm. Um, and so the sun is at 19 Aquarius, Uranus is at 19 Taurus, and so it's about completing the cycle. And in Aquarius, the sun doesn't like to let itself shine. It cares more about helping you shine. But if you want to grow your material when it's in security, you really do have to step out of your comfort zones. hmm um, Aquarius prefers to hold their own and everyone's emotions inside, but eventually that has nowhere to go, right? So it bursts out in ways they later regret. So practicing self-control allows the life-giving waters of Aquarius to flow out as a soothing or healing balm instead.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah, sometimes I think when we get a gift, sometimes like what you think might happen on the 7th, we do face a little bit of like, is the am I worthy of this? Which would make sense uh, that next day. So. Uh, Venus in gate 54. Um, So on the 7th, Venus will be in gate 54, which is the gate of ambition. And Uranus will be in gate 23, which is the gate of assimilation or splitting apart. So obviously Venus represents, you know, how we relate to others, our capacity for harmony and the things that we value. And when Venus is in gate 54, it is a time of transformation, ambition and ascension, especially regarding relationships and what we value. Um, and so Uranus, which is like change and liberation and revolution, that kind of brings unexpected surprises to to shake up our regular patterns. Um, so it could be communication, um, like breakthrough ideas, um, innovative communication around like your values or relationships. Um, so it's definitely a harmonious, you know, energy. Um, And then on the 8th, um, we have lots of heady energy here. So we may find ourselves daydreaming. Um, You know, the sun is in gate 49, um, squaring Uranus, which is still in gate 23. And so gate 49 is something, you know, we talked a lot about in about in the Aquarius episode, it's the gate of revolution, uh, revolutionary energy. Um, so this is about establishing the rules in the community, maybe exposing rules that aren't working in our communities as well. Um, and so, uh, when, when you put people up against this gate is oftentimes when revolutionary things happen. So that could be February 8th could be quite, quite a day of, um, you know maybe some some social unrest or something like that um and then of course with uranus there it's still about you know proper timing so the square here could be you know intense on the collective and like i said we might see um some some social unrest and people like speaking out against injustices
1: yeah i would definitely agree with that i like that the um you say the gate of ambition, right, with the gate of assimilation, mm-hmm. because if you have ambition, you can't really assimilate, right? Mm-hmm. And the splitting apart kind of happens, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I feel like on, on that February seventh, with that trine, um, that's us kind of in the realm of okay, whatever this gift is, whatever this you know breakthrough is, it's exciting, right? It, it makes us feel ambitious, mm-hmm. and then here we are the next day. And I think even if something collective happens, for me personally, I can have everything going okay in my personal life, but if something, uh, you know, some unrest happens in the world, on, on the world stage or the collective area, that can affect me as
0: well. Oh, yeah. Me um, too. I'm very
1: Aquarian. You have the Aquarius South node. Mm-hmm. So so if you have a lot of Aquarius, um, it, it could even be, if it, maybe you're not having imposter syndrome. Maybe you're just feeling heady because of, you know, whatever's going on in the world as well. Right. So that duality of, you know, being excited for your personal life and the breakthrough there, but then being concerned about the
2: collective.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, um, I mean, when we talk about collective energy, it's, I think it can be kind of sometimes doom and gloom a little bit. And so it's important to remember that you can still have a fabulous day, even if the world seems like it's falling apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's some guilt possibly associated with that. Thing, yeah. And, and that, that may be something you're kind of across to bear at this stage. You know, yeah. you to reckon with. For sure. Um, well, February 9th, we have a beautiful new moon at 20 degrees of Aquarius. Last month's new moon was at 20 degrees Capricorn. So this was exposing the fact that Capricorn is a feminine sign and governments and structures oppress the feminine. We talked a lot about that. Um, That without the feminine traits of intuition, reflection, regulation, and flow, it all fails. You know, in Aquarius, we're hopeful to create a community of people who kind of understand that truth. And for your personal life, I would look at what house Aquarius is in. You know, for me, that's the seventh. So maybe other people become more receptive to me and my ideas. For you, you know, that's the 11th house. So maybe you become more receptive to the idea of energetic alignment in pursuit of your long-term goals the number two does speak to the divine feminine traits that you're actually meant to learn this year and your personal year too. Mm-hmm. Um, so she creates in the quiet of her creative inner world, you know, and the more she does that, the more her material world sort of begins to reflect her visions, which, you know, when you said at the beginning that you've taken so much time to kind of hibernate, yeah, that's very much a two, you know, a personal two years yeah. taking that time to hibernate and to, re- you know, to build that internal structure first. And so you, you're right on point with what you're doing there. Um, it reminds me kind of of what dreams may come, that movie with Robin Williams, where he kind of creates his own version of heaven and there's no real
0: rules. Hmm. um But I don't new- think I've ever seen that movie.
1: No. Oh I don't gosh, think so. I, it's one I've watched more than once, and you know I'm not a movie. I was ever. just gonna say that
0: if you've seen it, then I, you must I would be watch good. it
1: again. Like I'll watch it with you. It's <laughs> such a good movie. Um, but the new moon is not trying Uranus this time. Of course, it's it's in a square, so you will again have to come out of your comfort zone. I love that instead of this one, uh, or instead of the moon being square the nodes, however, this one is trying and sextile the nodes. So I think that coming out of the comfort zone is getting a little easier. Um, the sun is, of course, the masculine and the moon the feminine, and they're together in a sign that represents equality. Mm. Um, the square to Uranus and Taurus can show the attempts at them stripping the feminine of her rights, um, the created oppressing the creators, right? And so with the new moon opposing the part of Fortune and Leo, I think you're going to find success if you stay in your authenticity and integrity. Um, The North Moon in Aries is really about us accepting responsibility for our emotional regulation and sovereignty. Um, You cannot be focused on the other at the expense of the self, right? Mm. The South Moon in Libra is being loud about how that will drain you.
0: That's so true. Um, so this new moon is falling in gate 49 and I had to make a note that four plus nine equals 13 which is a divine feminine number um and again this is the gate of revolution so we talked about all these aquarian gates in our episode on aquarius so be sure to go back and check those out but to me um this is indicative of the beginning of the true divine feminine revolution the moon is um feminine in the gate of revolution. It just seems so fitting to me. Um, On one end, it could mean peaceful means to seeking change and others could be more aggressive or violent. Um, You know, either way, Gate 49 is still all about revolutionary ideas, expansion of those ideas into the community at large. And I wanted to talk about how women have really always been a catalyst for change. Um, They have always been the ones, you know, the storytellers, the ones that are are communicating to the communities amongst each other and to the children um and I, I w- wrote a note to talk about the reason that we don't have pockets in our clothes. Um, if you've ever noticed that some that women's clothing. Oh, yeah,
1: because we get so excited if we have them. Yes, like yeah, stuff, exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> um, but the reason for that is because they didn't want women sharing information. And so sh- women would carry little, like, leaflets, of, you know, back mm-hmm. when they used to, like, write stuff down, and they would carry them. And so um, they took pockets out of women's clothing so that they couldn't – carry, you know, revolutionary information and spread it around, of course. <laughs> of
1: the that Pluto like you're going to see Pluto and Aquarius expose all these little things. Yeah. It's going to be so great to see. I know, that.
0: I can't wait. Um then of course, you know, um just there's been so such a bucking this rise of the feminine throughout history. Um, We've seen it with the Salem witch trials. Um, We saw it again with um, modern medicine uh, pushing women out in favor of men. Um, You know, it was women were the healers back before modern medicine. And um, in fact, it's said that that women actually survived um, the you know pandemics and plagues at a higher rate because of their ability and propensity to heal each other natu- naturally, whereas the men tended to go with the male doctors who were very you know focused on medicines that were more modern and and treating the symptoms and not necessarily like the root cause of things. And Which so is
1: exactly what medicine does today
0: exactly. Yeah, um, it's very Rockefeller based and. Um, it does, it, at least Western medicine does not treat uh, the root cause, which is why I'm such a advocate for holistic medicine and, um, you know, functional medicine that looks at your body as a system of inner working as opposed to, you know, these kind of standalone systems. Well,
1: you, they take the standalone issue and isolate that, not considering, like you said, the system as a whole. Right. I think that's what. Is going to change a lot, too, because Aquarius is, you know, medical science as well. Uh-huh. And so I think we're going to see a shift there for sure. Um, but it, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, obviously, um, and, I, and I've said before, I believe in modern medicine. and there's a time and place for it. But I can tell you just from personal experience that um, so many of the, the health issues that I struggle with were so much better when I just ate well. Mm, yeah like just the diet let food be your medicine and medicine be your food food. if you just heal your gut yeah like
0: Mm. oh my gosh gut health is the (laughs) it's like our second brain and it is the underlying reason it's it's the underlying cause of all autoimmune it's it's really it's so important um and and of course it's very difficult nowadays because everything that we you know everything we eat is basically poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a sad truth. It's it a is. Sad truth. Um,
1: but this brings us to February thirteenth, which is my birthday, and solar return for this year. It's also the day that Mars enters Aquarius and conjoins Pluto at zero degrees, which is the eighth house of that chart. Um, so I'm looking forward, you know, to the powerful transformations that can take place for me just in terms of my joint ventures this year.
2: Mm. <coughs>
1: Excuse me. You know, Mars and Pluto. So, Mars represents our passion, our drive, our rage, and the area that we easily become a warrior in. And Pluto exposes the darkness in order to help us transmute it into light. So, collectively, we're noticing how society is kind of hanging on by a thread. I think we've been noticing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, we do. We are enraged at the injustice and the inqu- you know, inequality all over the world. We're kind of done being told that it's the fault of other human beings who have no power. Right. You know, they've used that playbook kind of long enough. And So this is very much an energy of let's transform society. Let's cut out the darkness and shadow with some precision. Um, We're ready to kind of face and accept the truth in order to change it. And that goes on the personal level as well. No truth can be changed unless it's accepted.
2: Mm. You
0: know? Well, happy birthday to future you. <laughs> um, so, you know, now we have our packed house in Aquarius, and we're like in full swing of this revolutionary kind of energy. Um, with Mars entering here, uh, we may be taking pause and stock of our limitations, um, but soon Mars will be moving toward the more revolutionary gates of Aquarius. Um, so, we'll see a lot of action, um, lots of ideas on ways to remake society um, in ways that are more equitable more sustainable you know i feel like this aquarius season with pluto there will be the grand kickoff to like this new earth energy um and i'm willing to bet that in the next 20 years uh, we will be living in a better world um that it won't be even recognizable to us in a good way um you know there's of course different schools of thought i prefer to go with the more positive one that we're entering a golden age and we just have to get through the 3d world kind of catching up with what's already happening on the spiritual level. Um, Pluto is very good at exposing um, the rot in systems and, you know, individuals now with it being an Aquarius and uh, Mars and Mercury will work to in tandem to transform all while being supported by Venus, uh, which we'll be talking about in our next episode, how Venus and the divine feminine is really underscoring this entire energy.
2: You
1: know, I love that because we're talking about, you know, the age of Aquarius, according to what I've studied, is almost here. It's not quite here. Mm-hmm. But I in our Pisces episode, we're going to talk about how how each planet fares in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And I talked about the the coming Pluto and Pisces generation. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're coming to heal her. I love that. Like, this is all preparation for, like. This I, I feel like we could walk among the divine during that time. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like the divine yeah. will be walking among... Because right now, there's so many things that are veiled. Yes, yeah, hidden. And that's what's happening is this unveiling. And so I'm super excited to see. That's going to be awesome. Right for sure. Um, February 16th, we have Venus enter Aquarius. And I'm excited because if you remember, we spoke a lot of her retrograde in the opposite sign of Leo. So how she was kind of chasing Mars at first, almost begging him to notice her. And, of course, that's the shadow side of Leo, you know, begging for that pedestal. Mm. But she stopped at some point and changed directions, right, moving away from Mars. And so this signaled the divine feminine leaving the chasing behind. You know, we've been taught that the best we can hope for as women is to be seduced by a man, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so many of us understand that that's just literally baseline, Um, that with or without a man, we still need to understand and love ourselves and that we have a purpose, Um, And so I'm incredibly excited for our next episode where we're going to dive deep into Venus's current cycle and kind of what she's teaching us about emotional intelligence and authentic power and control. Because if it's authentic, it doesn't care if it's noticed. Right. You know, and that's the thing. And so as a projector in human design, I know this can be hard for me and you too, I imagine, (laughs) uh, because we want to be recognized, you know, for the things we master. That's part of our design. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so if we aren't, it's real easy for us to fall into bitterness. But even the smallest things, you know, can teach us, you know, good lessons. I know we had that snowstorm the other day. And, of course, my car is not a winter car and I'm a new driver still.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
1: car slips and slides and doesn't have any traction. So I left work a little bit early. Um, and I went through this anxious drive home from the store after that. And John had a dinner that night with his family to celebrate his brother's birthday. But, of course, I was so full of anxiety. I was like, oh, I'm not going back out in that stuff. Right. Even in mm-hmm. a truck, you know. I um, mean, so he knew I was terrified to drive and pick up our son at seven. And I was, you know, everything in me wanted to manipulate him to leave the dinner early and go get my son, right. you know, um, but that's not who I want to be, you know, and I had a choice in that moment to conquer a fear. And so that's what I chose to do. And I told John to enjoy himself, not to worry about leaving early. And when Zach was ready, I got my boots on, I got my coat on. And then I messaged him because he wanted to know when I was leaving to make sure I was safe. And he's like, oh, babe, perfect time. The check just came. I'll go get him. And that oh, was the yay. universe, like, rewarding me for, like, being willing to guide yeah. the fear. And so that that was the kind of little moment I had where it was like, oh, I see you, universe.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um so I'm so glad that Venus is finally joining the party um in Aquarius. So we talked about Venus in Aquarius in our Aquarius episode um being a very heady, intellectual expression of Venus. Um many times we find unconventional ways of living and loving as well as making money. Um I can see a lot of people starting to move into the more aquarian ways of earning. Um you know, I I know like we were just talking about integrating AI into our business, and you know, to save us time and focus on what we love, um, you know. And speaking of love, I like how you mentioned that for so many years women have been taught to chase a man. Um, I follow a creator on YouTube. Um, she's funny as hell. Her name is Shira Seven, and although you know some of her teachings are a little unconventional, um, she's pretty empowering for women, and she talks about who she calls pickmishes who are, it's a name for women that spend all of their time chasing men and will put men even above their own children. Um, I know you have experience with that. We were kind of just talking about that. Um, And then on the flip side, many women have been pushed toward a hyper independence. So they have never had to depend on a man, which, you know, puts them, um, in their masculine energy and creates equal problems. Um, so now I, I hope we're finally going to be able to strike a balance between that hyper-independent and that hyper-anxious attachment. Um, and it's going to be a very welcome change. Um, I was watching a TikTok of a girl who was talking about the trauma related to having a pick me mom and how her mom, um, told her dad and told that she was going on a girl's trip but really she was going to meet some other man that she had been met on the internet and to see if it was going to work out better with him even though she was married and it just destroyed their whole family and destroyed her dad and they ended up going into the system for a while it was a really sad story
1: oh wow yeah yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something I have experience with. Uh, my mother chose men over me, and my grandma had chose men over her children when they were young. And in a way, I chose men over my own, you know, for a while. And I guess what I realized through that is that I, I didn't do that to hurt my children. It came from a space of <clears throat> a lack of self-love, anxious attachment, all of yeah. these things. And so, if that's true for me, that's probably true for my mom and, and true for other true women. For my grandma and mm-hmm. other women. So. That is what led me to be able to, you know, forgive, of course. Um, It was never intentional. And in my case, my anxious attachment, like I said earlier, over my children was far greater than my anxious attachment over any man or anyone else. So I was able to change my entire life. The goal being to prevent, you know, abandonment. Right. I didn't want my children to abandon me. So with that has come very, uh, so many lessons, you know, on power and control, on guilt and shame. And how to connect with them in new ways all the time, my children. You know, it's also helped enable the forgiveness I needed of the women who came before me. I understood them because I had become them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I had to forgive, you know, them in order to grow. Um, but this brings us to February 18th when the sun enters Pisces. And this is asking us to identify with the Saturn theme. And soon they will form a Kazemi with Mercury, and your spiritual um, and energetic work has to be the most serious part of your identity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just went through Aquarius, where we identified with a tribe, and now we're being asked to identify with the tribe energetically that we still need to call in or inspire. You know, we need to identify that we actually are God. We are Source. We are Consciousness, mm-hmm. you know? And that we are cultivating and building our lives, Capricorn,
0: under false structures. Mm. so the sun is obviously leading the way um which is only appropriate because he was the first one back in on the 20th of january that that went into aquarius so um the sun in pisces has uh, traditionally been about flow art music and emotional depths um it's us fading back into the collective soup after we individuated in aquarius um, we're, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Saturn influences here. Cause obviously Saturn is sitting here in Pisces as well in those early degrees. Um, I expect a very spiritually disciplined year with a lot of changes, um, to structures that Pisces rules as well, such as hospitals, prisons, and mental health. Um, you know, we will be doing a deep dive into Pisces, um, the episode after next. So, um. Um, Make sure that you tune in to what archetypes represent um, the Pisces fish um, in both astrology and in human design.
1: Yeah, I think Saturn's influence is actually fantastic right now. You know, when he's in Capricorn, it's a great time for us to think about the physical material discipline. Um, in an Aquarius, it's a great time for us to mature and consider others and how we can you know take our collaborations seriously. Mm-hmm. But in Pisces, we're actually being asked to turn inward and recognize where we lack inner structure and discipline. so meditation, vibration alignment, all of these things should be kind of part of our routines. Now, on February 19th, the north node is going to be at sixteen Aries conjunct chiron, and it's time to kind of face the truth that while you are not responsible for your wounds, you are responsible for their healing. Mm. Um, I had a beautiful conversation with my other daughter yesterday um, where she was, I was so proud of her because she had, you know, got herself out of this like little spiral that could have happened. And I told her, you know, how proud I was of her. And she's like, I learned it from you, mama. And we had this whole talk about how I'm so grateful that she recognizes that the version of me when she was growing up is not who I was. It was who I was taught I was or who I was taught to be. Right. And that she understands that her healing is her responsibility. Yes, And that I'm here to help her through that, take any accountability I can to make that easier for her, but I cannot do it for her. And so right. that's kind of this energy that's, that's coming in, which is, I think, beautiful to see.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know,
1: the North Node represents where we're heading collectively, and Chiron is the wounded healer. So I feel like we're moving toward individual healing of ourselves. And as I stated, Pluto and Aquarius is, of course, exposing the rot of society. And so the realization that the more we can become accountable for ourselves, the more we can help others do the same. And so you're going to see more people putting themselves out there, not as a victim or to gain attention, but just as this authentic conversation starter. You know, we talked about how Pluto and Capricorn exposed systems like Hollywood, Mm. you know, and how you had to know somebody or or do these dark acts to get anywhere. And that's all changing because, there. I you know, I talked about it in another part, I think, but the girl on TikTok, Mm -hmm. she was just down there being funny, being herself, cooking all these, like, great food, and now she's on the Today Show. Awesome. You know, who did she have to know? She didn't have to know anybody. She just had to have a TikTok account. Yep. You know, these are the kind of things we're going to see. Um, you know, just to let people know that, you know, they're not alone in their struggles and how they have overcome some of their own struggles. So there's going to be a lot of collaboration and understanding and help mm.
0: around this time, I think. Mm, I love that. <clears throat> um, well, this fun conjunction is happening right on my ascendant. Uh, so I can... Um, I mean, I'm at 21 Aries, so it's pretty close. Um, you know, I can definitely see some major healing in my life. I'm definitely here for it. Um, I saw a video the other day that said that Chiron spends more time in Aries than any other sign. Um, and to me, that speaks to the necessity for us to heal on an individual level in order to heal collectively. Yeah, so with the North Node here, um, this is where we are moving toward, like you said, as a collective. Um, It is in the gate of shock um, that is taking place, uh, speaking for the need for shocks to occur sometimes in order to achieve that true healing. Um, It's heart energy, um, and it really wants to be the best at something. So what better um, to be good at than healing your past trauma? Um, I definitely have an episode in mind, and maybe it's a good one for um, the month of March in Aries, um, where we do a deep dive into the nervous system and the role that that plays in our healing. Um, you know, we've been pro- we have these programmed responses to stressors, um, like we have fight or flight, which is what most people talk about, but we also have fawn and freeze, and so these stressors continue these. Um, I guess, reactions to stress continue to come up for us again and again, subconsciously almost, until we kind of close the loop on what that original stressor was that caused, or the set of stressors that caused the trauma um, in order for us to, to react. Like even things like like doom stro- doom scrolling on TikTok is a freeze response, or you know, uh, people pleasing is a fawn response, or obviously fighting. You know, thinking there always has to be a winner in every situation is a fight response. And I found out that, uh, like, uh, cleaning, uh, like stress cleaning, is a flight response. So I don't think I have as many flight responses. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm definitely more fawn, I think, than I am anything. Uh-huh.
1: Else. And probably flight would be secondary yeah a lot of times if i'm angry and i don't know what else to do i get up and clean yeah you know but these are this would be great for like the second episode next month yeah honestly emotional intelligence boils down to the nervous system and like it, does.
0: It. it does it so does and aries I'm like, I'm rules the that, b- the head and the brain and all <laughs> yeah. of that so it's yeah
1: i'm here for that um you know recently i even got turned on to something called biohacking and so i'm getting ready to actually dive into that and see what it's about so mm. With everything in Aquarius, it's really a good time to look at technological ways to heal, like light therapy, sound therapy things that are Yes the biohacking, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be super interesting conversation to have. Um and then February twenty second, we see Venus and Mars finally come together.
0: Hmm. I love that it's happening on the twenty second.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's right. <laughs> two, two, four, yeah, feminine. And so The number six, of course, represents harmony and equality, and Aquarius represents the equality and egalitarian views. Um, And Venus is okay with, you know, having you in her life, but only if the energy is balanced here, and so she's not going to let you steal her peace. Mm. Um, And so we may notice groups of people we suddenly need to pay attention to. Protests could erupt in the name of justice and peace. Uh, Remember, the South Node in Libra is draining our peace, and, you know, that's on a collective level. The way that we do our part is to become responsible for our own peace individually, and that means that you stop messing with people in situations that drain you of it. Yeah, um, learning these nervous system responses and 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 reactions is very helpful for that. Um, but this is the cosmic mother and father coming together for some sort of truce.
0: Aww. You know? Well, it's about damn time because <laughs> uh, Venus has been chasing and she needs to stop chasing. She needs to start, well, you know, standing in her power. In middle, remember? Oh, right. Cause she, yeah, she,
1: she stopped t- moving away and now they're finally coming together in this sign of, okay, Mars, are you ready to give me some, some equal footing?
0: Right. You know, and it's all happening on the 22nd, which is a master builder number too. Um, it speaks to, you know, balance and the duality needed to grow from here, Um, So it's not about men versus women, but more about balancing both of the, the energies that we all have, both of us, you know, both energies within us. Um, So they're going to meet up in gate 41, which I also love, um, Uh, This is the gate of contraction. We talked about this gate a lot on the Aquarius episode, but it's driven by the constant urge to experience new feelings and new experiences as a way to set yourself free from restriction. Um, And it also represents a sense of hope for the future and can be a little steeped in fantasy, but it's only, you know, from hope and optimism about the future that we can really affect change. Um, so Mars and Venus meeting here is absolutely beautiful. Um, it also is the, the gate that represents the the new year in human design. So when the sun gets here is when they consider the new year. So Mars and Venus finally meeting here is kind of like a new fresh start for them as well. And for the balance um, of the divine feminine and masculine and hope for a better future Um, And, you know, to kind of come together after all the healing that, you know, recently took place with that Chiron uh, conjunction with the North Node.
2: Yeah, because
1: I think at this point, more of us are realizing in our relationships where we are the problem. Oh, yeah. For Mm -hmm. me recently, that's, that's come up already. So it's going to be interesting to see when February actually gets here, how that's playing out in Mm my life. But at least going into this now it was like i had so many epiphanies yesterday of where i could be the problem it's a hard thing to
0: look at oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've done a lot of that looking at that myself so yeah
1: but i love it so much you know it's good to know what we're actually what we're thinking of is aligned with the energy Mm -hmm. you know um but even in my own relationships like i said i'm just noticing this healing that you speak of it's almost like it's it's right there. You know, it's not quite where it needs to be, but it's like right there Mm -hmm. on my door. And it's because I think, you know, in spite of everything that's been happening in my life, I have maintained this overall sense of like faith and trust in the universe where no matter how hard it's been or what emotions I've had to sit down and work through, my goal is to keep showing up as, you know, who I say I am. And helping as necessary. So, you know, I just realized that I need to become more stoic. You know, recently, we were just talking about before we started how we love listening to our episodes later Mm. we record them early and it's very inspiring but when we listen to them around the time the energy's actually activated there's just something so empowering about
0: that it is Um, for sure
1: so, so i love that and so that's what i'm realizing as i've listened you know to some of the episodes more recently is i need to be more stoic um it's something i need to I needed to hear a second time. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Um, And as we record this, of course, ahead of time, so much of the energy is just more powerful at the date of release. Definitely. February 23rd, we have Mercury moving into Pisces. And so we'll have to look at your Mercury return. Um, Mercury has said to not do well in Pisces, as we've talked about. But if anything, I feel like on the collective level, I could see this being those in charge kind of waxing poetic about something awful they've done again. <laughs> um, but on the individual level, I feel like this is really a chance for us to dive a bit deeper in our conversations and our thought processes and to take all of the details that you've learned about yourself and figure out how to have empathy for those hard parts. You know, Mercury, Mercury and Virgo can be very critical and judgmental, making it kind of hard to move past shame, whereas I feel like Pisces is more like come as you are. mm
0: mm-hmm. I love that. So
1: take advantage of the flow of inner wisdom that's invading your logical spaces and become the alchemist of your life.
0: That sounds awesome. Well, as you know, you know, with Mercury, uh, I'm a Mercury in Pisces person. Um, I've always kind of looked at it as like a negative aspect, I guess, to my chart. You know, I can be too deep for people at times. Other times I, I can have a hard time expressing myself. Um, But I've come to learn that there are really no bad placements. Um, Some may be challenging, but those are also the ones that we gain the most knowledge and wisdom from. And so Mercury in Pisces is no exception. Um, I think the lesson here is really meeting people where they're at um, with your communication and not taking things personally if people aren't ready, you know, for the deep dives that Pisces can bring. Um, And like you said, you know, empathy is huge here uh, as far as just understanding that all of us come from different paths we all have different experiences we all have different attachment styles different placements and you know going into it knowing and you know Pisces recognizes that because in Pisces we are all one and so it mercury here really can foster that understanding of other people and that ability to communicate uh, and meet people where they are and on their level, and you know, it, it can it can bring about some beautiful communication. Oh, it absolutely!
1: Can I? Love, I've, I've told you from the beginning that yeah, I love your Pisces worker. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you're like, but true, I mean, I have Saturn conjunct the Moon, and I hated that for a long time. Right. But the gift of that has been the emotional intelligence I've gained and come to value. Yeah. You know? So. It's been a challenge, but through that challenge, it has brought me such a beautiful gift. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and you're, you have such a way because your Mercury's also in the 12th house where I've said before, it's hard because you have this like almost direct channel to the divine Mm -hmm. and for you to try to translate divine language to human beings is not an easy task. Yeah. That's Pisces, Mercury. You know, you have this divine message and how do you translate that? Right. Where it's understood. It's true. It has been challenging. February 24th, we have a full moon at five degrees of Virgo. So all the new moons have been at 20 degrees and they're telling us to plant seeds within. And then the full moons at five degrees are telling us to liberate ourselves from self-sabotage of those seeds. You no. know, um, This full moon is a culmination or exposing of where you're still being too hard on yourself, maybe. There's no aspects uh, to this full moon other than a conjunction to the part of fortune. So I could see this being you choosing to be of service to your higher purpose. Um, knowing that those you're meant to serve with will arrive. It's a culmination of the current harvest, basically, that you're receiving from previous seed planting adventures. Mm. Um, the moon simply reflects what the sun's light exposes. She's a mirror for the sun. And the sun in Pisces is where we are learning to identify more with our inner world, and the moon is reflecting that in Virgo. So where has that become part of our routine? You know, what is, the, what is all of this inner... Work developed into at this point, you know, we we may be noticing that we're still working too hard and not, you know, aligning energetically enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be organized? Well, sit with yourself daily and convince yourself you're an organized person. You have to become who you want to be inside first, and that's when the outside will align and match. And so I don't make the rules. Don't hate me. <laughs> right. Um, my current sit down session with myself is focused on just becoming someone who knows how to eat well, move her body, so that my physical health improves. And I'm still not perfect with that. I'm drinking a zero sugar. Cherry Coke <laughs> but that's the first one I've had in days when I was drinking two a day. So mm, That's good. <laughs> um, and then we have Venus square Jupiter. Um, she's at 10 Aquarius, exactly conjunct my ascendant, And Jupiter is at 10 degrees Taurus. So both benefic planets are offering you gifts if you choose to tolerate a bit of discomfort here. There's a square. And so you have to be authentic in Aquarius too. And Leo is going to prove you a clown among a group if you're not authentic. So mm. you want the next level of life. And you're frustrated that it hasn't come, that it hasn't kind of materialized into your external world, but are you being honest about how often you're doing the alignment work? Because that's really what needs to be the foundation of what you're managing.
0: Yeah. So the full moon is occurring in gate 40, which is the gate of aloneness. Um, it's about taking time away to decompress. This could be for your health. Like you mentioned in Virgo, we tend to overgive of ourselves. Um, I believe that you've u- used the term being a slave to other people. Um, so we need to release that. Um, where are we not setting the boundaries we need? You know, the opposite of Virgo is Pisces. So Pisces is about needing to set those boundaries. Um. And so that's going to be a big theme here. Where do you need to draw inward and reflect? Where are you splaying your energy out where it is not being reciprocated or appreciated? It's time to pull that energy back to yourself and refocus your efforts in order to move forward. And then the Venus square Jupiter, Venus is in gate 19 of caring for your community. Um, We talked a lot about this gate in the Aquarius episode again. um, So it aligns with that full moon and is expanded by Jupiter. Again, uh, focusing on the theme Um, of where you are overgiving, where do you need to pull back, um, and where you're willing to change in your care for others in order to expand. Um, So who are we enabling? Who are we um, engaged with that is more codependent rather than interdependent?
1: that's definitely been a theme in my life already
0: (laughs) (laughs) well welcome
1: (laughs) uh february 28th we have a lot happening so today the sun saturn and mercury are all going to conjoin at nine degrees of pisces so this means that saturn and mercury are diving into the heart of the sun so our sense of duty is to ourselves you know we're aligning our emotional and logical worlds it's sort of a rebirth of our inherent worthiness and oneness in my opinion I do encourage you not to focus too much on what is happening in the world at this time. Instead, add a few moments of manifestation to what you already do for yourself, sustaining a vibration of, you know, world peace. Um, The more responsible you become for your own peace, the more others around you learn to do the same. And we create world peace just one individual at a time, you know. And that is also starting, uh, starts with not enabling others. Uh, But we do that, you know, by creating ourselves as the main character. How do you want to identify going forward? What does mature empathy look like for you? And does that feel like what you have when you enable others or expect them to enable you? Because that's a whole other conversation. Um, What is authentic empathy that doesn't stem from a fear of abandonment and a desperate need to be seen as relevant?
0: I love that main character energy. Isaac and I have been talking about that a lot uh, about how we put so much stock into everybody else when they're really just extras in our movie, (laughs) you know, and we are the main characters in our own lives. And so we can't be affected by, you know, actors and main characters in movies aren't affected by um, the extras. So um, yeah, really harnessing that I think is going to be key. Um, So this is all happening in um, gate 37, which is the gate of family and friendship. You know, you've drawn back over the last couple days and are feeling renewed and ready to spend time with your loved ones from a place of personal power and truth. I love that you said we are aligning our emotional and logical worlds. That is exactly what this is representing. We're ready to stand in our power and support our community from a place of collaboration. Um, This is pure emotional energy, um, but does, you know, expect reciprocation. Um, It will become very clear who is supportive and contributing to your life from your community community and who is draining um that energy from you.
1: I'm just gonna because it as I was listening to you this just popped in my head. So last night, um yeah as you know I'm very close with my cousin, Tori. Mm-hmm. Um I told her i give her shout outs on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she um she did a lot of work for me yesterday. Um and then she was having a hard time last night and so she called me and we got to talking and she's like oh you don't have to do this or that. You don't have to reciprocate. And I'm like, no, yes, I do. Like, you know what I mean? It's an energy exchange. It's an energy exchange. And so, and I and I was able to pull cards for her and talk to her and make her feel so much better. You yeah. Know, about where she was at and her growth. And so, yeah, this is very much that energy. And, and instead, I could have been wasting time arguing with my daughter and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Following that path. But instead of letting that situation drain me, mm-hmm. I had... Reciprocity to give because I chose emotional intelligence.
2: That's awesome. So, just
1: an example, you know, where you want if somebody's going to invest in you, you want to invest in them. If yeah. they're not investing in you, maybe you need to pull back a little bit, right? No matter who that is. That's true. So, I think too, you know, I've just had to become more honest with myself about where I drain other people's energy uh, as mm-hmm. well, which has been hard to face, obviously, never a fun thing. Um, but it's acceptable for me to not tolerate constantly draining energy from others. And I, so, I need to make sure what I'm bringing to the table as well. Um, And I don't feel like I constantly drain other people because I feel like most of the time I really do have a piece that like I once would have envied, <laughs> you know? Um, But I do have a lot of disruptions in my home and family right now. And it's kind of, it, it's that Uranus opposition that I yeah. have going on, you know? So things are just up for review and change. And I guess I would just like to end by reminding you to use your alone time to also look at yourself and, and where you might be contributing mm-hmm. to the problem, which we talked about. because. It, we talk a lot about, you know, you know, not dealing with other people who do these things, but what are you doing? And yeah. just kind of taking a, a stock at that. Um, you know, just yesterday, John said something that triggered me, and in that moment, I could have gone to a few people like I used to, gotten confirmation that I was this victim from this, like, story I made up in my head. Right. You know what I mean? But instead, I went to my room. You know, these are things we've spoken about in the podcast before, but I went to my room because I understood what was happening. I understood I was triggered. And so I worked through that, and then I braved a conversation to, with him to which he said, babe, I don't care about that.
2: <laughs>
0: Do you know what I mean? It was just a story. <laughs> and so We write our own bestsellers. So mm-hmm. again, yeah,
1: just that alone time is really good to reflect because I knew in that moment that I was triggered and that this is not John doesn't
2: mm-hmm. speak
1: to me like that or whatever. And so it was just a kind of a funny little example of like, yeah, babe, I don't, I don't care about that. So I had made this whole story <laughs> up in my head in two seconds. They yeah. cared very deeply about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. We do that a lot but that wraps up our February overview Um, I also just noticed that you're wearing purple which is like a color of February because it represents the amethyst which is the February (laughs) birthstone but it was pretty cool Um, anyway so we thank you so much for joining us today on the Grand Rising podcast and we look forward to um, a future episode next week we will be talking about um, the current Venus cycle and how that That's kind of underlying um, the entire energy of everything that's been going on um, with Divine Feminine Rising. So take care, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Grand Rising Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you would please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. This helps us and ensures you stay up to date on the latest conversations. We say grand rising because the time has come for us all to stop mourning and start rising.